Welcome back, everyone. I'm Thomas Lawson. You're in for a treat. It's a surprise research corner edition. Normally, Tony Mulvey handles this, but he is getting some sun on the beach. So shout out to Mr. Mulvey here. Going to be joined by Joe Antishak, one of our researchers as well. Going to be diving into yellow. A lot of news going on. Uh, they are still in the red, but hopefully their color improves. Joe, give us a real quick around the world of what we're going to be looking at. Hey, Thomas. How you doing? Good morning. Yeah, so yellow in the news today, obviously, for the failure to uh, make their contribution to uh, the pension plan uh, for June and, and the announcement that, that they're not going to be paying it for July either. Um, so thought we might as well look into uh, yellow's situation and sort of contextualize how they got to where they are now. So uh, we have our, our first chart that shows uh, revenue and income. If we can just pull that one up and we'll, uh, yeah, there we go. And, and you can kind of get an idea of where the company has been. In the, the 2000s, they had a bankruptcy scare that uh, led to them paring back uh, their operations a bit. Uh, and then come 2010s, they, they you know, started to become profitable again. Uh, and that's kind of where they've been now, but only by a very thin margin, right? It's not like they're they're bringing home uh, uh, a ton of money. Uh, and then we do have a second chart also that I just want to pull up quick, and then we'll we'll pause. And, and Thomas, I'll throw it over to you. We have uh, operating ratios here. So quick clarification on why there are different colors. It's just about the company breaking things out a little bit differently as time has gone on. So uh, in the 2000s into the 2010s, they broke out regional versus national. So you can see that here. Uh, and then they, uh, the, the green is showing their, their old calculation for a consolidated operating ratio. Uh, and the purple is showing their new calculation as of 2020. In any case, you can see uh, you know, the, the, the best year they have here, consolidated OR-wise, uh, is, is just uh, 2022. Uh, at 19, uh, excuse me, 96.2. It's not extremely good. I mean, it's 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 significantly lagging uh, segment leaders like Old Dominion. Uh, Thomas, what do you think about about Yellow's operating ratios? What does this tell you about the company? Well, it tells me they're operating like a poorly run full truckload carrier. Normally, LTLs are can be in the high single to double digits in the margins. But looking at that 4% over, you know, 96 cents for every dollar made, they only make four cents in profit. What's the normal, let's say an old dominion, let's benchmark for a minute. If I have an LTL company, I want to know where I stack up. What should I be at in terms of an operating margin? Yeah, well, I think you'd probably want to be somewhere near, um, I mean, low 90s, certainly. I believe Old Dominion, uh, I'm, I'm not sure where they were last year, but like they're in mid to high 80s, you know, like that's that's how they're they're running. Uh, and yeah, I mean, they're, it's not necessarily fair to benchmark your own operations to Old Dominion, uh, but for a comparably large carrier like Yellow, um, you don't want to be at 96 when Old Dominion's at 85. I mean, that's ridiculous. And I think it's wild, the saga. You illustrated since the, the 2010s. We've got a chart as well. Let's look at labor, because labor appears to be one of the biggest cruxes. Uh, you know, revenue, market share, and the percentage of that market share that involves union versus not. So the blue is unionized labor, and the yellow is not, if you're checking out this chart with us. And that's what blows my mind. Not only have we seen, we knew that labor with the MCA Act and trucking disappeared really from the scene in 1980s uh, when carriers and full truckload could undercut. 
but we still see this lingering hangover and now it feels like uh, an endangered species where LTL and labor, uh, it continues to get smaller. And, and if we see yellow go out of business, I'm assuming this chunk of the pie gets even worse. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. And I, I, I do want to give a quick shout out to Rachel Premack. Um, all of this data is from uh, stuff she's compiled for her articles recently. She's been doing some really great analysis work uh, on that situation. Uh, and so shout out to her. I adapted these uh, from her articles. Uh, but anyway, so, so right, yeah, you pretty much hit the nail on the head where um, you see from the early 90s when uh, I think LTL revenue was something like 60%, right, for unionized LTL carriers compared to non-unionized. It's dropped to like 80-20 in favor of non-unionized carriers. Um, so I, I'm personally not super interested in, in the conversation about like, oh, you know, yellow situation now, is that the fault of current management or is that the fault of the union? Uh, I think that's a pretty uh, silly way to look at things. Um, there's not there's not any winners here, right? And the, the, there's not a single uh, group at fault. Everyone kind of just loses, including you and I, Thomas, uh, as as part owners uh, of Yellow, as as U.S. taxpayers. Uh, but I think um, it does really illustrate just how difficult it is for uh, trucking companies, but really any legacy company with a strong unionized workforce to compete with you know, newer, well-capitalized, well-run, uh, non-unionized workforce companies. Uh, and that's kind of what we're seeing play out here. This reminds me of a Bob Dylan quote. You don't have to be a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. Not Ebb's product, Kaylee, but looking at moving forward, 30 seconds left, what does this mean in terms of labor? Will we see a resurgence? Will this change the dynamics of labor? Or is this potentially one last hurrah where we're going to continue to see them being pushed out of the market by uh, capitalized ones? Hmm. Yeah, good question. I, I, I think probably th there's not a whole lot of reason to think that that union participation is on the upswing in the trucking industry. Now, that might change uh, if the entire trucking workforce becomes non-unionized and there's suddenly a big advantage for and, and a way for the Teamsters to unionize you know, all drivers or something like that. Perfect. We'll keep an eye out and see how the situation goes. Missed a $50 million payment. So uh, the news is happening. Joe, thank you so much for coming on. Excellent stuff as always. We will catch you again probably later in the week or on uh, XM on Friday. Sounds good, Thomas. Thank you. We're going to go ahead and a quick break, but we'll be back with much more content coming up. <laughs> 